Then comes the more challenging son, Haben Rasha. And he asks, What is this service for you? So he's going to explain it according to what Marin Mekabrin's Chosiyogan Aleinu said, the Heilige Kabrina. The Kabrina's Chosiyogan Aleinu said, Atu Yaskinan? Are we talking about real Lushayim? Why would a Russia be at the table? Alavai. Alavai, if you have a Russia, but he's had to say there, you're very lucky. Taka, we learn about the, the four Kaisis that are connected to Arba Banim. But there's a fifth Kais, the Kaishlel Yo. It's connected the fifth child. That's the child that's not even at the Seder. So many children that they're out there. They're out there, they don't feel that they want to be at the Seder, or they don't feel comfortable around their family. Or the family said, you know, you can't come in like this. Whatever the, whatever the situation is, they're lost, they're out there. And that's the fifth Kais, Kaishlel Yo. And it's interesting that when we fill up that fifth Kais, we open up the door. I forgot now, I wasn't prepared to say this piece, but I have it in a different piece. I forgot who says it, which tzaddik says. He says, we're opening up the door to welcome in those kids. Those kids who didn't feel comfortable, whether it's our fault or, or, or from their side or our, whatever it is. We're opening up that door, the kais of Elio Anavi. Because what does Elio Anavi say? Elio Anavi says, as it says in the Torah, the heishiv levavay salbanim. When Elio is going to come, he's not going to go out to the children and say, get back inside, do tshuva. He's going to go to the fathers and the mothers. And he's going to say, return your hearts to your children. And I could testify that those kids who the fathers, the parents, part of TP, whose kids feel that love from their parents without letting anything get in the way, even though sometimes it may seem smart or seem important, but it gets in the way. Those kids are, are not outside. Those kids, by and large, are at our Seder tables, at our Starim. They don't feel that they don't belong. That's the worst. And that's what Elio and Avi is going to say. He's going to say, come on in, because I'm going to talk to your fathers. I'm going to talk to your parents. The hearts of the parents have to return to your children in order that the children should return. They should be welcomed back into the family. So the Kabrina says, that kind of a Russia wouldn't be at the table. So what are we talking about? We're talking about someone who's also Eved Hashem. This Ben Russia, the Kabrina says, is also a regular person just like you and me, or maybe is you and me. Because he stumbled so many times, and he keeps on trying, but he keeps on falling, we know Sheva Yipal Tzadik Vikam. Seven times the Tzadik falls, but he manages to get up. The Russia, though, the only difference is he's also Sheva Yipal, but he can't get up anymore. He he gave up on himself. This Russia is not a real Russia. He's acting like a Russia. And again, like I said before, it's not separate kids. It's all of us, inside of us. We have a part of us that's a Chacham that's saying, I want to be closer to Hashem. Why am I not feeling it? And then we have a part of us that's rebellious. We have a part of us that's saying, ah, this is not for me. Listen to how he touches up the Russia and how we have to respond to the Russia outside and the Russia inside of us. He says, the Russia's question is, what's going on over here? Somehow you, you had a, a Shmir El Yoyna. You were saved from above. You know, we all think that the Russia is so bad, the Tzaddik is so good. A lot of us are not Rishon because 
bad things didn't happen to us. We were protected. Some of these Rishayim look like it looks like they're doing bad stuff. Bad things happen to them. I could testify to that as well. I've been looking for the Russia for 20 years. I haven't found him. I find people in pain. I find, find a lot of people acting bad because of tremendous pain and mental illness and mental problems and trauma and stuff that happened. And he's frustrated. He's saying, what, what's going on over here? You guys have Shmir El Yoyna. You could, you're, you're fit. You're Ru'uyim La'avayda. Avalani, Shamalei Kishleinais, Miyetzahara Shabayarbi. I'm full of falling from that Yetzahara that's burning inside of me. Eich Yachal Avaydis Hashem. How can I serve God? That's what his problem is. What are you so excited about? It doesn't work for me. I went to shul. I don't feel connected. I can't concentrate. I have ADD. I have ADHD. Whatever it is, I can't. I don't know. You're learning. I'm learning. I don't feel anything. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. It doesn't work for me. I never, I never felt connected. And what do we answer him? Ilu If you would have been there in Mitzrayim, loi You wouldn't have been redeemed. It sounds so cruel. But listen to what the Nesiv Shalom says. Pirish. We were also immersed in 49th level of Tumah. There's nothing so special about you, Mr. Russia. You're giving up? You think Hashem doesn't want your Havayda? Guess what? We were also there on the same level. We were bowing to idols. We're no better than you. And the only reason that we survived is because we didn't give up. But if you would have been in Mitzrayim, not because you're worse than us, but because you gave up on believing that God wants you. You wouldn't have ended up being redeemed because you can't redeem someone who doesn't want to be redeemed. So what's the difference between the Russia and us? The difference is the Russia gives up. He says, Hashem doesn't want me anymore. I'm not going to this year. He sees everybody going, walking, and he says, where are you guys going? We're going to, you know, someplace good. And he's like, okay, it's not for me. That's his problem. Why are you saying it's not for you? Come, be a part of us. Join us. Don't give up. You're not so bad. So that's what we're answering him. In Mitzrayim, we were also horrible. And yet Hashem still wanted us. He loved us. He called us B'ni B'chayri Yisrael. And, he, and the Medrash says that that means that I love you more than heavenly angels. He said, Even when we were bowing down to idols. So stop looking at your, your actions. Stop letting your actions determine what you think your status is. You're still a son. You're a son who's struggling. You're a son who stumbles. You're a son who's challenged. But you're a son and Hashem is interested in you. Come, come, come to the shir. Don't give up. Oyd Yeshlevar is going to explain, like we say, we're not talking about real Rishoyim Shalem, Aminim Chas Rishoyim Ba'ashem, Ela She'ein Amamim Ba'atzmoy. So beautiful. The problem of the Russia is not he doesn't believe in Hashem. He doesn't believe in himself. He doesn't believe inside of him that he has a powerful neshama. That even though he's immersed in 49th level of Toma, even though he's immersed in Chet, in sin, he did not extinguish 
the chelak elaka inside of him, v'ner elikim terem kaba, and the light of God has not been extinguished from inside of him. So what's the what's the difference between the chacham and the rasha? What's the difference between the rasha and us? The rasha says, "I I'm a lost case. God doesn't want me anymore." Yitzhar convinces him that because of his sins, I'm so bad. It's totally not true. Totally not true. You're just as holy and just as good as the biggest tzaddik. Your actions, okay, do tshuva. Say you're sorry. Fine. It doesn't change who you are inside. So the problem of the Russia is, listen to this carefully, not what it looks like that he's challenging and doesn't believe in God. He doesn't believe anymore in himself. I can testify. In TP over here, I have hundreds of parents. And many of the kids said, I don't believe in God. I'm an atheist. And everybody says, oi, oi vey, an atheist. Like they went to school for 20 years to learn what God is and what atheism is. No. Sometimes it's a 13-year-old kid. Of course you're an atheist. Easiest thing to be. There's no God. I don't see him. I'm hurt. He doesn't exist. But we even had very smart ones who did study. We have... I believe it's over 40, but around that number of parents who have come to me with kids who were openly atheists. I don't believe in God. Who are now not atheists. And they don't say that anymore. About 40 of them. I think it's almost all of them. Because we did the medicine of the Baal Shem, the Chazanish. We did Kirov, whatever it is. But it turned out that they never really didn't believe in God. They just didn't believe in themselves. They said, "I can't be. I can't believe there's a God because I'm so horrible and 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 I'm I'm a I'm so misplaced and and it, so it can't be and it can't be and it can't be and it, he doesn't exist." And here's what I always say. Here's the kicker. This is the chiddush chiddush nifla. That all these guys who were atheists that are no longer atheists, none of them, none of them got any answers to their questions. We all think that they're atheists because of their questions. After they're not atheists anymore, and many of them are shemitari mitzvahs, they still have the questions, where was God in the Holocaust? How, co- how could it be that a million babies were killed in the Holocaust? How come Hashem told Am- us to kill Amalek to kill the All the questions. You could be an atheist with the questions. You could be from with the questions. We also have those questions. It's actually, in the intellectual part of the questions, has no effect on being from or not from. That's why the biggest mistake is people send these kids to all the experts. And you have experts who can go, you have these genius from people that can convince a thousand lawyers or a thousand geniuses in Harvard, but they can't convince this little, this little, uh, this little kid. Why? Because he's not convincible. Because, because he, he, he can't believe that there should be a God. After the pain that he went through and after he, he would feel if there's a God, then I'm, I did so many Averis, I'm, I'm a horrible person. I'm an, I'm an abomination. Many of them are doing things that it says in the Torah. They're an abomination. So they, they can't. And sometimes they're actually protecting the covet of Hashem because they feel like if there was a God who let this terrible thing happen to me as a child, then he's got to be a monster or Rahmanul Islam, all these terrible things. So they say it can't be. With time and patience, they come back. So the problem of the atheist is not that he doesn't believe in God. As it says from the, I believe it's the Rayats, the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, I believe that he's the one, or maybe he was the one before, that he said that the God, the God that the atheist doesn't believe in, I also don't believe in. 
I say, I say the God that these people are hating, I also hate. That's not our God. It's a different, a different God. But what they think is God that they don't believe in or that they hate, we don't believe in and we don't hate. That's not our God. So the problem that he says over here is not that he doesn't believe that after everything he did and all that various that he did, that his internal motherboard of the computer is untouched, the black box that we always speak about. The Kustu de Chiyusa is alive and well. If you saw the last year, the Kustu de Chiyusa. He believes that he's damaged goods. So I can't connect. So where are you guys going? Oh, we're going to a Kumzitz, we're going to a Masiba, we're going to a this, we're going to that. It's going to be uplifting come. He says, no, nah, it's not for me. That's his problem. He doesn't believe in himself. And that's what we say, Haka Eshinov Shekofa Be'ikr. Now people think Haka is with a Chaf, means to hit. That's with a Chaf, it's not, it's with a Kuf. It means blunt his teeth, it means take that grin off of his mouth. Why? Because he was Kaifer Be'ikr. What's Pashib Shad Kaifer Be'ikr? Because he doesn't believe it, he was Kaifer Be'ikr. Pashib Shad, when we say someone is Kaifer Be'ikr, means that he does not believe in God. But we just said he does believe in God. So listen what he says. He's Kafar. He ignores, he, he doesn't, I forgot the English word for kafir. He's, um, he's not, uh, uh, acknowledging the ikr, the main point of Yiddishkeit. Ki ikre Because this is from the ikre, the main focal point of belief. Shihudi mukhuyiv lahamen. That a Jew needs to believe. That God, Hashem, chose us from all the cho- from all the other people. And he dwells with us even when we are immersed in Tumasam. This is an Ikar, says the Nasiva Shalom. We should teach this to our children before it's too late. This is Ikre Amuna to believe that Hashem is Shaykhin Itam Tumasam. And this guy, he sins so much that he says it can't be. So he's kaifer in the ikr of Yiddishkeit, which is to believe that yes, Hashem is with you. What does that mean? If you were there, you wouldn't have been redeemed. Because it's only with the the, the faith in this nigalu, another chiddush of the nesiv shalom. What's pashib shat? Pashib shat. We all know that we were nigal in the schus of emuna. Pashib Shat, Beschus, Emuna, Negalu, Avisenum, Mitzrayim, Uveschus, Emuna, Asidin, Lehi, Goel. And what's Pashib Shat? In the Schus of believing in Hashem, we were rescued from Mitzrayim, and in the Schus of believing in Hashem, Asidin, Lehi, we will be redeemed. Says in the Sivishal, no. We are Maminim, Bene Maminim. Of course we believe in Hashem. That wasn't the schus that got us out of Mitzrayim, and it's not going to be the schus to get us out of our gullus now. Chidosh nifla. Nesiv Hashem was full of unbelievable, amazing insights that changed the way we think about everything. He says, "B'schus emuna in ourselves, nigalu Mitzrayim, that we are worthy to be redeemed, that we are still good even though we do bad." And b'schus emuna hazois in ourselves and in our children, asidin lihigael. The geula is going to come when we realize that we are good, even though we make mistakes. When we realize our children are good, fully one hundred percent good. But how could somebody so good do something so bad? 
Yeah, it's called gallus. It's called pain. It's called trauma. It's called confusion. Yes, somebody 100% perfect, good, chelik, elakam, imal, mamish, can really do horrible things. And it doesn't make them less of, less than. It doesn't make them less worthy. It doesn't make them less holy. It doesn't make them less good. They're just as good as the biggest tzaddik learning internally. It's just this averis because they're nichshal, because they fall, because they stumble. This is the Torah outlook. Let's say it again. We tell him, your problem is you kaifer be'ikr. You're being kaifer, not in Hashem, which is Pashib Shat, kaifer in the ikr part of Yadus. The main lesson, ikre amuna, is to believe, and we should say this every day, ani ma'min. That we are the chosen people. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is shaykhin with us. He dwells with us. Yes, even Yom Kippur at night at the club, eating a ham sandwich and smoking who knows what with who knows who, Hashem is with you. You, you can't push Him out of your life. You can't get rid of Him. This is the way He wanted it. And you know how we know this? Because when we were chosen, we were bowing to idols. When we were chosen. So there's nothing that we can do that's worse than bowing to idols. So if He chose us at that point of lowness, in spiritual lowness, that we could say, Hashem, you don't, you don't run the world, you don't exist, this animal, I'm gonna bow down to this idol. That's the worst. And yet in that situation, that's where we were chosen. Hashem says, I want you. So how could you think that anything you do is worse than that, that will take away Hashem's wanting you? Or your children, or your neighbors, or any Jew. It has nothing to do with our actions. We didn't do anything to deserve it. And He's dwelling with us through our goals, no matter where we are. No matter what we do. No matter where we bring Him. He says, I am with you, no matter what. Such a terrible thing that we give a message to children, that this is not true. And then they feel, after they sin or they fall, they feel so falloirin. They feel so lost. They feel like I'm a loser. God doesn't like me. I'm bad. I'm tainted. I, I, I. My essence is no good. And it's totally not true. Our essence is perfect. Our essence is beautiful. The problem with you, Mr. Russia, is not your sin. It's your attitude that you don't believe in yourself, in your goodness. Only from this amuna that, that Hashem is with us when we sin. And it's only if we don't have faith that Hashem cares about our children, and all of the people who sin, we are not going to get out of this galus. It's only because our emuna in ourselves and in those quote-unquote sinners. I say quote-unquote because we're all sinners. Somehow we think we're better than them because we had a shmira el yayna, maybe less pain, or maybe God just shined on us and helped us out, and somehow we think, oh, you know, look at us, we're all so great. I always say that. When parents come to me about their kids who are struggling, and I've watched these kids in their struggle, they always do things.
that are unbelievable. Just today, a parent told me that their kid is going to the psych ward and he's not from and he's struggling soul and he wanted to kill himself. And they had to call Hatzalah and they're sending him and he said, please get me kosher food. He's doing something that we will never do. These kids are more impressive than our, our regular from kids. God bless them. They have a nice, normal life and, they, and they're be- beautiful. I'm not, I'm nothing against them. I wish all of our kids had a, a very nice, easy life. But these kids who, who are being challenged, they always do something that's more powerful than anything that we will ever do. And especially when they start climbing back. But even when they're on the bottom and they have a line and they, there's something that they do and how they care and they don't want to talk Lashon Hara and they don't talk bad about other people and how they protect each other, there are always things that are so beautiful because regardless of their external circumstances, their inner motherboard is not affected at all. The black box is as strong, beating hard, Kosta de Chiyusa, black box, Chelek Alakam Yimal Mamish is the same in the Gadol Adar and in the Katan Adar. It's the same piece that, that we were created. We got off the same assembly line. And Hashem says, I'm never going to leave you. And I'm never taking that holiness away from you. So like the famous t-shirt, don't hate me because I sin differently than you do. We look down at them. Right? We're okay with our sins. We're okay with our Hamish or Hamish sins. You know? Stuff, you know, Shanhara, Rechilos, Machlaikis, stuff, even though it destroyed the Beis HaMikdash. And all the death and everything and in and, and this world came because of it. You can just take a, a paper that's on the chair and you can sit. Do me a favor, when someone comes in, you can tell them to just sit on this side and take a paper. Right? We're okay with Hymish's sins. But your sin, oh, very not Hymish. We haven't seen that in a long time. Kenegeda Amun Hazois. And it was against this, Kenegeda uh, doesn't mean against, it means about regarding this Amuna, again, in ourselves. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu had a suffix. He said, hey, B'nai Yisrael, aminuli. He said, you know, I don't think B'nai Yisrael are going to believe me. Im ki Again, Pashib Shad is that Moshe Rabbeinu's problem was that they're not going to believe in Hashem. No, of course they're going to believe in Hashem. Or like we said in yesterday's Dvar from the Nesiva Shalom, that maybe they're not going to believe that this whole story happened to Moshe. No, of course they're going to believe you know what the part of this that they're going to struggle with, Moshe Rabbeinu said? Moshe Rabbeinu said, Hashem, you want me to go to them now in their matzav of being Oved Avedazara, and you want me to tell them that you're going to redeem them? I don't think they're going to believe me. I don't think they're going to believe that they're worthy. Achoshav, Moshe thought, they're not going to believe ki b'matzav kozeh sheshekum b'mem teshari tumah heim ru'uyim l'gilu yahava meisah kodesh baruch hu. That was the problem. Imagine that Hashem comes to you and He tells you, I want you to go Friday night to the club and tell them, Mashiach is coming. Right? So the first thing you could say is, no, I don't think they believe in Hashem anymore. They're smoking on Shabbos. No, no, no. They believe in Hashem. They're ma'minim b'nei ma'minim. Chelek al Even if they say they're an atheist, it's not true. That's not the issue. So what's going to be your next time? No, you're going to say, well, if I'm going to come, they're going to say, you're full of it. I didn't get a WhatsApp about this. Who are you? And what's your white donkey doing outside? It's being towed. Right? So they're not going to believe you. Right? But let's say they do believe you. Then what's going to be the resistance? The resistance is going to be, dude, you don't mean us. Go to Williamsburg. Go to Monroe. Go to Crown Heights. Go to Bar Park. Go to, go to a from show. Why are you coming to us Friday night at a club on Yom Kippur, blah, 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 and telling me that Hashem wants to redeem me? I don't believe you, meaning 
I don't believe I'm worthy. That was what Moshe Rabbeinu said. Hashem said, go tell them that I'm, I'm here to redeem you. Go tell them that I'm coming for you. I'm going to turn over the world with all these amazing mifsim about Dam Tzvardei Akinam, all this stuff, and I'm going to do everything for them. And Moshe says like, Hashem, I, I don't think this is going to work. I don't think they're going to believe that you're willing to do all of that for them. You see, that what's interesting about Yitzhiya Mitzrayim is that I would have thought that the story started, that Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, Tell them, I want to save you. So do tshuva. Moshe Rabbeinu tells everybody, Hashem said he's willing to take us out of slavery. Our kids, are, our boys are being thrown into the, into the river. They're putting children in, in, and we're being enslaved, right? Hashem says, rescue mission is going to happen. And all we need to do is do tshuva. So right away they made a fast day, and for three days they fasted, and then they repented, and then Hashem, Dam Tzvardeya Akin, beautiful story, right? He did everything for them after they repented. There's only one little part that's missing, only one little problem. Hashem never said repent. Moshe never said repent. Nobody said repent, because it wasn't about us repenting. Hashem doesn't need us to repent to save us. Hashem didn't say do tshuva because it wasn't a t'nai. It wasn't a condition in the Geula. And, and, and our normal brains, and our parents' normal brains is, sure, I'll let you come into the house. Here's a list of contract I need you to sign. Hashem didn't say that. Hashem said, I will turn over the world for you, and it's just because I love you. Just because you're good enough. Isn't that beautiful?